In this episode of the Business E-Commerce, I talk about the four methods of dropshipping. This is the Business E-Commerce, episode 140. Welcome to the Business E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Bleski, and I want to talk about today the four different methods of dropshipping. What I realized is talking with different users and different online forums is dropshipping is a very um, confusing term where a lot of folks seem to have one method in mind. And when they're speaking about that method, they usually kind of push that as the that is the method that is dropshipping. And I think it's kind of helpful to map out these different discrete types of dropshipping. I've kind of mapped them out as four different types. Um, the fourth is less common. So I think that's an interesting one to talk about. But let's kind of go through each one. Go through the pros and cons, why I think you know each one definitely has its benefits, and let's kind of talk about each and who should do what. So number one, and a lot of a lot of people talk about this as dropshipping, but retail arbitrage is kind of a niche inside of dropshipping. Today's episode is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e-commerce CRM and a tool that I personally use for email marketing and automation. Now, if you're ever in an e-commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. Drip offers one-click integrations for both Shopify and Magento. There's robust segmentation, personalization, and revenue dashboards to give you an overview of how your automation emails are performing. One of my favorite features of Drip is the Visual Workflow Builder. It gives you a super easy way to build out your automation world visually and see the entire process. It lets you get started quickly, but also build very complex automation roles. It's powerful, but also easy to learn, unlike a lot of email tools that offer the same type of automation. To get a demo of Drip today, you can go head over to drip.com slash BOE. That's drip.com slash BOE. Now onto the show. Drop shipping is when you don't take physical hold of the product or for very long sort of thing. You're kind of just moving the product, right? So retail arbitrage is a form of that. What that is, is when a product is sold in one place more than it's being sold in another retail location, a retailer or the retail arbitrager can essentially sell on Amazon and for hundred and buy that same product on eBay for $60. When they get that order on Amazon, someone finally buys it for hundred. They say, great. They get that shipping address. They go directly to eBay, buy that exact same product, put in that user shipping address and have it shipped directly there for hundred, right? So they make that 40 in between minus shipping costs, minus taxes, things like that. So it's very easy to get into. And that's one of the biggest benefits, right? When most folks are just starting off, you might not even have a LLC set up, any sort of actual business entity. You can literally do it all within your um, Amazon account. You can just use a personal account and just start listing products. Super, super, super simple to get into. The issue is, well, first one issue is, I believe, I'm not sure if the legality here of the terms rather, but... I believe it's against the Amazon's terms of service. So it's something that if you start doing it at any sort of scale and people find out, you can get reported. The way that happens is a lot of times somebody gets a product and they think they're buying it from XYZ store, but really they get it from Sears.com or from Walmart. They ship a product and people start to get a little upset with that. Sometimes they ship it back to the wrong location. So you have all sorts of issues with that. Second is it's like a hamster wheel, right? You can find these products but it's basically this arbitrage situation that is an inefficiency in the market and eventually it will correct itself. So maybe there's an 
place today to make money, but it might be gone tomorrow. And you're constantly going to be ha- dealing with this where every day you're going to find a product and it's going to be a great and you can sell as many of them as you can, but then tomorrow you have to find a different sort of product. So it's constantly going to be this hamster wheel of finding more products. Because of that, it makes it very difficult to scale, right? Every time you find a winner, it's fleeting, right? So even if you find a great product, you can sell, you can make money. You don't even know in 48 hours, it could be gone. So that is an issue or always could be here one day, gone the next. And last, you should probably talk to your accountant about this. It depends where you live, but you might be buying products and paying tax depending on how you're buying them. It could be at physical retail. And if you're paying tax on them, then whatever that 5%, 6 8 whatever your taxes that you're paying locally, that's eating into your margin. And that can be pretty big because some of the margins here are pretty close. So if you're paying 5% tax, that might be most of your margin right there. Minus returns, that sort of thing. So it might eat you alive right there alone is paying that tax. And it all depends on issue paying tax and then also tax when you sell it. I'm not actually an accountant. You should probably talk to someone about that if you're really doing this. But if, any, if you start running any sort of scale, that's definitely an issue to look out for. So the second type, also very common, is international dropshipping. So this is something like using AliExpress, for example. You see a lot of people talking about this also as this is dropshipping. And what this is, is buying from suppliers internationally, usually warehouses that are actually manufacturing the product. You go on AliExpress, you're saying, hey, this product looks good. Maybe you're buying one, maybe you're just using their images. You're listing on like an Amazon and eBay. As soon as you get a sale, you go to AliExpress, pop it in and say, ship it over there. They'll ship, just they'll drop ship that one product. That user gets it. You're essentially getting the money and you're buying the product at the same time. So there's very little risk here because you kind of know how much you're paying. Also makes it very easy again too. The nice part also is the price selection now with AliExpress and several other marketplaces, it's pretty much unlimited. You could literally be selling socks one day, electronics the next. So you have this vast product selection. Makes it super easy to get into, super easy to try different products. Some of the cons, is first obvious is longer shipping times, right? You're shipping internationally. So wherever you are, um, let's just say it's US coming overseas, it could be longer shipping times and domestic shipping rates. Some other issues is lack of quality control. You might, you're, a lot of times you're not taking the first product, you're just saying it directly. So you don't even know, is it in great shape? Is the packaging done right? Or you know what it actually looks like. And even if you do, Sometimes you have to swap out one supplier for another very quickly and buy from a different factory. And that can cause some issues as well. It also makes, because the product section is so wide, sometimes it's hard to stay inside a niche. Do you see people try to sell footwear, or whatever it is, and they keep having to try to look for other warehouses, but you're constantly just looking for more warehouses. So staying inside a single niche tends to be a little challenging for folks that do international dropshipping. But it is very easy to get into. So you see a lot of people start here as well. Third type of drop shipping, and I've done a podcast on this one as well that I can link to, but domestic drop shipping. This is where, same deal, you're buying from a manufacturer or possibly a distributor in your local country. So there's some pros and cons in this obviously as well. You see, less people actually talk about this as drop shipping, but this is probably one of the older methods, right? If you're in retail, you've been around, you have brick and mortar, you're most likely buying from a distributor. Most likely you're not going direct to manufacture everything. Few things. And a lot of times, if you're a local retailer, 
you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you weren't going internationally. You were all buying it local. So this is probably actually the oldest form of drop shipping. Some of the pros, obviously, faster shipping times. You might be working with a distributor that has, you might be in the U.S. working with a distributor in the U.S. with four or five warehouses. They can get it pretty much anywhere continental in two days. So it makes it very fast for that. Also, you tend to get better quality control. You're kind of putting that on the distributor or the manufacturer. You can assume if you get, maybe they have 5,000 SKUs. If the first 100 are good, the others are going to be checking as well. And if you have a problem, you can go to them and go back to them and say, hey, I'm a distributor of your product and -and so-and-so went wrong. We need to figure this out. So usually they'll help you with that, which is great. Nice part also is each distributor manufacturer tends to be in a niche or at least have a lot more products in the same niche. So if you're selling um, boat supplies and you go to a manufacturer selling boat supplies, most likely they don't sell one. They sell a whole catalog full. So if you want to put all your boat GPSs, it's usually easier to start just adding all of them together instead of going directly to international manufacturers where you have to find one of each and kind of assemble them one by one. This you can, you can usually go, go to um, Garmin, for example. Maybe they have 50 of them. You could sell them all. So it makes it very easy to just expand your catalog horizontally. And then oftentimes distributors will have other complementary product lines. So it makes it easier to go into other product lines. So maybe you have both GPSs and you want to add on you know, some sort of life vest and they have that too. So it makes it very easy to do that. Some of the cons are because they have multiple warehouses, because they're doing that quality control, there are some higher costs essentially, usually. So you're buying from distributors, costs can definitely be a bit higher um, because they have to factor in a little margin from themselves because they are providing a service to you. The other one is it is harder to get approved, right? This one, a lot of distributors, a lot of manufacturers, most likely the better ones, if you come in as a brand new retailer and say, hey, I'm just setting up a store, they don't want to talk to you, right? The best ones usually don't. Usually they want to see some sort of track record. They might even want to see a brick and mortar. They might want a credit check. There's always some hoops to jump through. Usually the more hoops, the better, right? Because if it takes you a while to jump through them, it's going to take other retailers even longer and there'll be less competition. But if you're coming in day one as a brand new retailer, sometimes just setting that up, setting you have to have an LLC set up, separate entity. You need a lot of foundational work to do that front. So sometimes new retailers get a little bogged down on even just finding one, contacting the first one, just getting any dealer accounts. So there is a little more upfront work there. That makes it a little more challenging, but also is a little more defensible because not everyone can sell their products. So the fourth type that I've talked about also in the podcast before, which is linked to, this is probably the least known, but we do see a lot of retailers implementing this successfully. So I figured it's good to include here, is hybrid drop shipping. This is where you blend the best of stocking products with drop shipping. So easy example would be you might work with five different distributors, but you also know your top 100 products, right? So you know what products you're going to sell the best. You know you can sell these. You're definitely going to sell them. But those products, we see a lot of retailers go direct to the manufacturer or the distributor, buy them in bulk, bring them into a local warehouse, their garage, a 3PL, someplace to ship the products from locally, and they basically build their own warehouse. But, so now they have those 100 products. But what they do is link that together with the entire distributor catalog of those other five vendors. So the vendors each might have 10,000 SKUs. You can basically start offering much larger product selection 
with your products, right? So when an order comes in, that order might be a couple items might be filled from your warehouse, a couple items might go to the distributed network. So it makes it very easy to scale to a large product selection. And the nice part is you have the pricing, uh, purchasing power of buying in bulk, bringing it to a warehouse. So you can go and say, I want to buy 100 units. I need a discount. So it makes it possible to do that. So you're not really dropshipping those products, but you have the benefits of dropshipping where you can expand your product catalog on a whim at any day, right? So you can just add more SKUs, you can dropship those. Makes it totally easy to do that. We've also seen retailers implement very successfully is when an order comes in, they first look in their local warehouse, but if that's not in stock, then they look down at the distributed network. On the distributed network, they can see out of the five different distributors, who has it in stock? Great, three of them do. Okay, out of those three, who has the lowest cost? Or get the quickest or whatever they need. But they can figure out what distributor is the best choice. And they can look down a whole order, make a decision, and figure out, let's send it to, let's send this piece of the order to that distributor and this piece over there. So even though we ran out of stock, we can still fulfill it and we'll figure out the best price to actually fulfill it. So it really gives you this powerful mechanism on figuring out where to, where to get products from, where to get the best cost, and also where to stay in stock pretty much almost all the time. Because if you link enough of these distributors together, the top five might be out of stock, but you might find some distributor that not many folks use in the middle of nowhere, but they still have a few in stock. And at that point, if it's a popular product, you're the only game in town and you're going to get all the orders on a marketplace, right? So you're going to sell through your stock, sell through distributor stock, and you can just keep going. And the more of these you chain together, the better. So it gives you this secret superpower. Nice part is also same benefits of the other ones. You can control the quality, control the shipping times because you have control even more so with the mini warehouse. But if you go to distributors, you still have that benefit. And also you can buy in bulk when it makes sense. So that's the nice part. You know, it's not just all or none. It's knowing here are my top 10, 50, 100 SKUs. I know I can sell these. So let's buy these in bulk, but I don't have to buy a thousand SKUs in bulk. So you get to see what works, see what's working through dropship, and then double down on those, 10, 10, 10x down on those. So you basically have all the benefits of both. The real downside here is it does require more tech. It requires some assistance with this, right? Like you're not going to be able to just install a shopping cart and do this out of the box. There is some automation that's going to be required to set this up. You're going to need to pull in data feeds. You need to pull in pricing from all these different suppliers because when it goes out of stock at the cheapest, you're going to want to reprice that price a little higher because that next supplier might be a little more expensive, right? So you're going to have to do a lot of real-time pricing, real-time stock updates. You're moving stock from different suppliers. So there is a lot more work here in the background. So you're going to want some sort of system to implement this. So this is also something that most retailers aren't starting with right out of the gate, right? You need multiple distributed accounts to really get the power out of it. You need some buying power, right? So you're going to need some money up front to actually purchase product and you need some tech to actually run this entire backend process. So those are kind of the cons. It does require more setup to, to get this running. So run through them real quick. First, retail arbitrage. Second, international dropshipping. Third is domestic dropshipping. And fourth is hybrid dropshipping. I think that kind of hits the main four points. I'm curious if I left anything out, please leave a note in the comments. Send me an email. Definitely happy to hear any of your thoughts. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Thank you.